Hello, welcome to Feed, Play, Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is a show all about parenting. I speak to experts and carers about everything from fussy eating, toddler behavior, sleep and more. It's been quite a few years since I was a six-year-old girl. The world has changed. What my daughter is currently exposed to on TV or in the world around her is very different to what I was as a kid. According to the annual Mission Australia Youth Survey, body image is one of the top four personal concerns for young people today. So when my daughter occasionally comments on her body being thin or fat, it fills me with alarm. Dr. Jennifer Cohen is a paediatric dietitian. She also masquerades as a superhero. I call the fussy eating doctor. She calls herself that as well, but probably not a superhero. Hi, Jen. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Is your, in your experience as a paediatric dietitian, is this something we need to be aware of when our children are young? Yes, uh, definitely. And I think your point about the fact that, you know, with things like social media, we're actually seeing it more and more and younger and younger kids who have got, who are aware of their body size and body shape and having body issues from earlier on. And I think you have the pressure from social media and then, you know, there's a lot more in the media and the news about body weight and, you know, children with obesity. So I think kids are being exposed to it a lot more and we are definitely seeing, you know, kids younger and younger, you know, talking about their body and how they feel about it. I reckon the first time I became aware of my body as a thing was when I hit puberty mm. because I was like, oh, I don't want boobs, go away, you know, like what's happening to me? Yeah. Never do I remember thinking about weight or shape or anything like that. Um, when you say we're seeing it younger and younger, my daughter's not even seven. And I think the first time she must have said something, like, I think I heard her say, I look fat in this. She was about six. Oh, gosh. And I have never yeah. said anything like that in front of her. Um, how do we manage that as parents when, you know, I was just, <laughs> I she floored me. I was just looking at her going, where, where does that even, do you know what you just said? Do you yeah. even understand what that means? Yeah, um, it's a, that's a, a really good question. And I think we're only just starting to learn about the influence of, of things around us, things like social media is having on our young kids. And you say you don't even know where that came from because you don't say it yourself. But it's amazing what kids pick up around us. So even if it's not you, it could have been a family member who says things or other kids at school or, you know, who knows where they're picking it up from at an early age. And a lot of what we have to do as, I guess, parents is just be very aware of how we talk about ourselves, our body, and also how we talk about food, because I think that's really important to help set up better, oh, not better, but, you know, helpful f practices down the track with around food, eating, and then that leads into body image as well. Words are really intriguing for me in this respect, because I grew up in a time where you would say, that's bad food, don't eat mm. it, that's good food put that in your body. We don't, that's not the recommendation anymore, is it? Uh, definitely not. Um, what we have to be careful of as parents is not putting too much value in food and things like good and bad, unfortunately puts 
power into food. You know, there's no such thing as good or bad food. A bad food is a food that you can't eat. So a food that's spoiled, you know, it's got mold on it. That's a bad food. (laughs) (laughs) But by saying things like bad and good, what you're doing is placing value in the food. And that's the same as words like healthy and unhealthy. You know, that's words that we think that we should tell kids. You eat this because it's healthy. You don't eat this because it's unhealthy. But when you use words like that, you're placing value in food. And the reality is the word healthy doesn't actually mean anything to kids. You know, they've done surveys about what healthy means. And even adults are actually unsure of that concept. But it's still what to most people it just puts value in it. So it's good or bad. And then what happens is as kids get older and start getting body image issues, then that turns into issues around food. And they think, I can only have good food, have bad food, that's bad for me, it's going to hurt me and my body. So it's being careful about the language. The big problem is that we are still teaching in preschools and schools words like healthy and unhealthy. So how do we avoid that though? Because there are... You're an adult, so I can say this. There are definitely unhealthy foods out there. Like, you know, when our children ask us for ice cream for breakfast, what do we say? So I like Apart from no. Yeah, and you can still say no, you are the parent. (laughs) Um, It's about talking about what foods can do for you you and you and your body. So it's saying things like, you know, this is broccoli. You know, you can talk about the properties of food. So this is broccoli. It's green. It looks like a tree. You can feel it. And this has got make up a vitamin in there and it's going to help give you strength. You know, this is meat, it has iron in it and it gives you your blood strength. And what it means is that you can go and play your soccer match or you can go do, you know, you can do well at gymnastics. So it's talking about food and their properties and what it can do for your body rather than saying this is a good or bad food. The flip side is when kids say, what does, you know, what does chocolate do for my body? And this one is actually a hard one and I'm still working on the best way of framing it. Sometimes it's good to, if an older kid, to actually put it back on them and say, what do you think this does for your body? Or the other one is not saying, oh, this is bad. It doesn't do anything for your body. Or you could say something like, these foods are not going to give you as much energy or they're not going to help you do as well, you know, be as smart at school. But again, not saying, oh, this is bad for you. It's just sort of saying these foods aren't going to be as useful to your body to help it to do to do things, which that is, you know, be strong. It, it is. <laughs> it is. And it's. I think it's something that we're all working on as well about the language around food. But that I, I feel like that's works for my kids. You know, what is this? What does it um, do for me? But again, not saying the words bad, unhealthy, you know, not good for you, those kind of things. A lot of parents would have been taught to say that's a sometimes food. How yeah. do you feel about that? I don't I don't mind that. I actually don't mind it at all. And I sometimes say that, but I think you need a little bit more clarification. It's a sometimes food because it doesn't help our body to do our soccer match as well. So we don't eat those as much as the other foods, which is going to help our body to do whatever your child likes. So again, it's a fine line. And I don't think we've got an absolute answer going, don't say this, do say this. But it's again, what you feel comfortable with, but trying not to demonize any kind of food. And a lot of it is also the subconscious signals that we give as adults. You know, we might not say in front of our kids, oh, you know, I'm feeling fat right now, you know, or but even just kids pick up what we do. So if they're seeing adults going, I'm not eating today, or they hear adults talking to other adults about, I'm on a clean diet, or I'm on a healthy diet, or I'm on a diet, kids pick this stuff up. So it's those 
being avoid saying those around your kids to other friends and also making sure looking at your eating habits as a parent and what are you showing your kids at meal times and I'm such a big fan of family meals because it's all about you know, showing kids good eating habits. But that means you need to be having, you know, better good food. <laughs> yeah. Even though we don't use that word. Oh, we no, don't that's say right. use good food. You can just think it in your head. <laughs> More nutritious food. But again, yep. showing them, you know, better eating habits and the eating habits that you want them to have rather than telling them one thing and then doing um, the other, doing something else. So when it comes to how we talk about food with our kids or how we use food with our kids, I'm sure many a parent has bribed their child with a lolly or something, that's obviously not a good thing in this aspect. Uh, Definitely not. And that's, you know, I was talking before about that we don't want to make, you know, put too much value in food. We don't want it to be good or bad. It just is food. And the way we also use food as rewards can actually put value in food. So if you say, if you eat this food, you'll get dessert or if you have your immunization, you will get, you know, a an lolly, ice an ice cream, a lolly and everything else. Or if you do toilet training, you'll get a M&M every time you wee on the potty. All of those are using food as reward. And when you use foods as reward, all of a sudden kids get this notion that that food is, you know, is, is good, special, good. And again, that places value in food. And what happens over time is when they're getting older, kids have this memory and perception that all of these foods are good foods because they're rewards. And then in respect, if you're using, you know, if you eat your broccoli, then you get the ice cream, all of a sudden the broccoli is the bad food. And even though we don't use those terms, that's what kids get in their head. And what we want to do is avoid placing any value in food. So using food and reward is actually one way we're placing, you know, some foods on a pedestal and they're foods that kids think, oh my God, that must be the most amazing food. And then over time, they actually think, I really want those foods and actually can lead to things like overeating down the track. And then is also demonizing those other foods as well. So we have to be really careful about how we place value in food and definitely don't use it as a reward. Please, please don't. Now, I know uh, you are a nutritionist, a dietitian, so you're all about um, food and you've Mm. just explained that to us. But do you have any tips on the words we can use around body shape? Because that's what really stumped me. So my daughter saying, I look fat in this. I was like, well, no, you don't. Yeah. But is that enough to move her on from wherever that statement came from? Yeah, that's actually a very good question and definitely not my, my absolute area of expertise. But I recently heard a talk from a couple of um, – a dietitian and a psychologist. The dietitian is um, Lindy Cohen and a psychologist is Rachel Cohen. Not related to any of us. We've all just got <laughs> last names of Cohen. We're not related. Um, but they're all about teaching adults and kids about, you know, body love and liking your body. And they're very much anti-diets for adults. It's all about have appreciation for your body. But what was interesting they talked about, it's not necessarily having a love of your body. It's not having a hate of your body. So it's more about being body neutral. So you don't have to sit there going, oh my God, I look absolutely amazing. You don't have to get to that point. But it's about making sure kids are more just neutral about their bodies. But how we do that, that is going to take time. And I don't have any, I wish I had some quick answers of what you can say, but it's but what we don't want to do is also reverse it and go that they have to love their bodies either. It's more about of a, a neutral acceptance. Ex- at least. Yeah, it's acceptance. Yeah, because there's probably many of us in our age bracket who do have body loathing mm. and don't 
just feel awful in their own bodies because of how we've brought we've grown up I suppose yeah definitely and there's a lot more research coming out as for adults not kids and I think the kids research is coming Mm. but from an adult point of view saying that Diets don't work and a lot of it is is because we have this, you know, it's all about we want to lose the weight and we're not happy with our body. And there's this thought that actually that if you start start with appreciating your body and maybe not loving it but not hating it, that actually will lead to different eating habits and and better acceptance and food actually might lead to better health. Um, And I think also the problem is in society is that the number on the scales is the indication of health that that's what we think it is, but it's not all like health is not just about a number of this on the scales it's how you feel it's how you can run how you can move so a lot of the time if your child is talking about their body sort of talking about well what are the things that it can do you know rather than the size of it you know don't say no you're not fat but it's just out saying what things you know look at your legs do they make you run fast or you know you're if you're a dancer you know me you know you're you can know. pirouette. Yes, you can pirouette. You know, again, it's taking it back but to what the child likes, but trying to talk about the body, about how what it does for them the, rather than the number. And that, again, we're still learning how to talk to kids about that. The problem is the influence they get from social media and other kids is so strong. Um, and Rachel Cohen, who's a psychologist, is actually studying the impact of social media on body image and is seeing that a lot of the social media, especially accounts which are focused on body weight and body image, and she talks about things like the Kardashians, they actually are having, you know, negative impact. Where some other accounts, which are not necessarily about bodies, they're just about food, don't have such the impact. It's those ones where people are like putting unrealistic expectations are having a much more of an impact on us. So sometimes Mm. it's not even about the words, it's about the visuals that they're getting. I know I'm not meant to say this, but I'm not going to let my children have an Instagram account. No. (laughs) No. It's probably unlikely that that will happen, but at this moment, that's what I'm thinking. And I think that is a wise thing. (laughs) Um, Jen, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. That's Dr. Jennifer Cohen. She's a pediatric dietitian, also known as a fussy eating doctor. She has her own website with stacks of information on it. We'll pop links up on our website. Just head to babyology.com.au forward slash feedplaylove. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced by Elise Cooper and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. You can get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.